stick to the teachings of the Quran. How much you want to connect with the Quran, how much you're going to allow Allah to, to mold you into what you want to be. So most people, unfortunately, are praying what we call the checklist salah. For them, it's just about a checklist. I prayed Fajr, Alhamdulillah, I prayed Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, done. Like in Urdu, they say Farag again, right? Alhamdulillah, we're done with it. We're clear. And so this approach is what's known as making Salah the objective or the goal. Is Salah the goal or is it a means to a higher goal? Salah is a means to a higher goal. Just like, you know, when you put some petrol in your car, right? Although nowadays petrol prices have gone up, so you're going less to the petrol stations. Yes? But the idea is you fill up your car, why? To keep on driving, correct? Similarly, salah are those stations, those fuel stops that help us keep going, help us keep continuing our journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this is the proper understanding. The checklist salah, what is the problem with that attitude? They have made salah the goal. And therefore, they feel satisfied by praying five times a day. And for them, they think this is it. This is the objective. They think that by praying five times a day, my job is done. Alhamdulillah, I've done my part today. But they're missing the point. There is a higher goal. Salah is only the means. And inshallah, we'll, we'll talk about this further, inshallah, to make it clear. So Allah subhanahu wa says in the Quran, when he speaks to Musa alayhi salam, Innani ana Allahu la ilaha illa ana fa'budni wa aqim salata li dhikri. Allah is telling Musa alayhi salam, establish prayer to remember me. So what are we learning here? Is the goal establishing prayer? No. Salah is the means to do what? To the bigger goal, which is remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we'll talk about this later, but ideally what we want to do is our intention behind salah should be to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why we're praying. Who can tell me why do we need to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What's the point? What's something inside of us that needs to remember Allah constantly? Yes. Yes. You're right. What else? The ruh, right? The ruh inside every human being. This longs to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for Allah has designed this you know, five daily prayers for us to keep feeding this ruh. Keep feeding this ruh. Keep remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in another place, Allah says, That salah is supposed to prevent you from shameless acts and from all sorts of evil acts. Therefore, the goal, is the goal just to pray? No, the goal is to make you a better person so that you can stay away from these evil things in your life. So the question is now, if someone is praying and he's still doing these shameless things and these evil things, does it mean he's fulfilling the objectives of salah? Yes or no? No, right? Because he, he's not getting the fruits of salah. The fruits of salah are that it's supposed to make you stay away from trouble. Okay, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us, and let's go back in time when he created Adam alayhi salam. He created Adam alayhi salam to be the khalifa of Allah on earth. And his objective basically in simple terms was to love and serve humanity. 
And this would be the means to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the role of the Khalifa. This is the role of every single human being, to make this world a better place, okay? To be a source of good, a source of happiness for people, okay? So, in the hadith, the Prophet talks to us about the, this idea of who are the best people, right? You would assume that the Prophet would say the best people are those who pray five times a day, those who wake up for Qiyamul Layl, those who read Quran night and day, correct? The idea here is, look at what Allah is saying. Allah is saying in this hadith, this is Sahih hadith, the best people are those who are the most beneficial to people. Anfa'ahum linnas. These are the best people. And then, what are the best deeds? Number one, making a Muslim happy. Number two, removing a calamity from his life. Number three, paying off his debt. Feeding him to end his hunger. And then, look at what he says at the end of this hadith. He says, for me, walking with a brother to help him in an affair is better to me than an i'tikaf in my masjid for an entire month. So if you had two options, on one option you do i'tikaf in the masjid in Nabawi for one month, and the other option would be just to help your friend go buy some groceries in, in uh, Jian or something, right? What has more weight in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Which one? Helping, helping your friend, right? Jian has a higher weight. So subhanAllah, the Prophet is teaching us priorities here. He's teaching us what has a bigger priority in our lives. And so why am I telling you all of this? I'm telling you this because this is the objective. Salah is supposed to transform us into these kind of people. This Khalifa who's, who's a source of happiness to people on earth. And you know, the Prophet also tells us about when the Day of Judgment comes. And you have in your hands a plant. What are you supposed to do? Plant that seed. That plant, you need to plant it on the, in the earth. If that's the, if the last thing you can do in your life, you need to do that. Now, if I ask any one of you that if you knew that you had 10 minutes to live only, write down what is it that you will do in, your, in the last 10 minutes of your life. Most of you would probably say pray, right? Or read Quran. But what is the Prophet ﷺ teaching us? Do good before you die. If the last thing you can do is help someone, if the last thing you can do is make someone smile, if the last thing you can do is pay off someone's debt or remove a calamity from someone's life, that's a bigger priority. That is the objective. So don't go for the, the means, go for the goal. And the salah is the means to that goal. So am I making sense here? Yes? Okay, so praying is, is, is amazing, but the idea here is we need to understand what salah is supposed to do for us. And then in Surah Al-Ma'un, it's so beautiful how Allah describes the disbelievers of Mecca. Now this surah was a Mecca surah, not yet revealed in Medina. So there are no, technically no hypocrites yet. Because hypocrites were in Medina, correct? Allah talks about these people. These people, they are praying, but they are sahun. They don't know the purpose of salah. They don't know the objective of salah. And so they're praying, but what else are they doing? They're pushing the orphan. 
They're preventing people from feeding the poor. They're just yura'un. They're praying to show off. They're praying to do the external exercise. But yamna'un al-ma'un. They're preventing even from the smallest help, smallest deed. So they're praying, but do they get the meaning of the prayer? Are they achieving the objective of prayer? No. So Allah says that these people, yukadhibuna bid-deen. They don't understand deen. They're claiming to be Muslims, but they don't understand what it means to be a Muslim. And so in our, in our times when we have Muslims praying in the millions, right? But our manners, our akhlaq, our love for one another, our willingness to help one another, our willing, willingness to make each other happy and love one another, it's very rare nowadays. So this is something that I wanted to start off with just to get you guys in the mood, okay? That this is the objective, salah is just the means. And so when the adhan goes off, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, or the mu'adhan calls on to hayya ala al-falah. Let's talk about this word falah. Come to success. Now falah is an interesting word because it means multiple things. One of the meanings of falah is success. So in other words, you want to succeed in life, come pray. How many of you want to succeed in life? Can I see the hands? Every single one of us wants to succeed in life. Allah says, come to salah, salah will give you success. Okay? It's a different perspective altogether. You know, we're, we're, we tend to think materialistically and think that, no, no, no. It's time to pray, but there's a business deal going on in my office. Should I pray to get success or should I meet the client to close the deal and become successful? The materialistic way of thinking would be, you know, I need to close the deal, I can pray later. But Allah is saying, no, 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 come to success. You don't understand. I will help you succeed a hundred times more if you come to me to succeed. Come to me with the right intentions. Another meaning of falah is basically comes from farming, right? So the farmer is known as falah. What does a falah do? He plants the seed, he prepares, he cultivates the earth, he makes sure that their seeds are getting enough oxygen and air and sunlight, okay? And the objective is to make the plant grow, correct? And falaha also means when the seed splits open. When the seed splits open. So what are we learning here? We're learning here that Allah here is telling us, come to prayer, come to cultivate what's inside of you. So I'm here drawing the metaphor of that seed to us human beings. Human beings, just like the seed, when we, when we split open the human being, what do we see inside? What is the human being made of? He's made of all these things. In the center, you have the ruh, which is really the, the, the core of who you are. And then you have the heart, you have the mind, you have the body, and you have the nafs. This, this is the seed of the human being. When you open up the human being, this is what's inside. And hayya ala salah means that when you come to pray and you connect with Allah and you read Quran, then you're going to be feeding every single element of your, your existence. You're going to be feeding your mind. You're going to be feeding your heart. You're going to be feeding your nafs and your body. And so it's, it's kind of like, you know how the farmer, what does he need to do to make the seed grow? Water, right? Water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that his ayat, the Quran, come down as revelation, just like the rain comes down to bring the plants, to make the plants grow. Similarly, 
in salah, when we connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala come down on our, on our hearts and our minds and our nafs and our ruh to make us grow also. You see how beautiful this meaning is? So this is, this is really what's, what's supposed to happen to us. We're supposed to be feeding all these elements of our body. And what's the result when you feed all these elements of your body? You feel that inner peace and happiness. Right? You feel that joy and inner peace and happiness. Now, briefly, what are the, what's, this, what's supposed to be the food of the mind? How is the Quran supposed to make your mind feel? You're supposed to get a positive mindset after you pray. Okay? While you pray, the Quran and, and the Salah is supposed to change your mindset from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. Similarly, your heart. Between Salah, maybe you had a fight with someone, maybe got into a disagreement, maybe, you know, there was some anger, some sort of jealousy, something happened that made your heart negative. Salah is supposed to transform that negativity into forgiveness, mercy, and love. Your heart is supposed to be filled with love after you make salam. And it's no coincidence that you say, Salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. And salam means peace and mercy. Right? Assalamu alaykum, peace wa rahmatullah and mercy. Ya Allah, I've forgiven everyone who've hurt me. Ya Allah, I want to make peace with everyone. No enemies. Love for all. This is what Salah is supposed to do. And we also say the Salam. Assalamu alayka. Ayyuhan Nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. Peace on all the ibad of Allah salihin. You're making this dua in your Salah. It's supposed to clean up your heart. It's supposed to bring that love. And your nafs, which is also something that is fed with values. Values. The food for the nafs is values. And some of the top values that are in Salah, specifically in Surah Al-Fatiha, which is the core of Salah, is gratitude and humility. What do we say when we first start reciting Fatiha? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. When you say it, what deeply internalizing the meaning of alhamd. It makes you grateful, doesn't it? When you're grateful, are you sad or happy? You're happy, right? At the same time, you're, you're being extremely humble in salah. You're doing rukur, you're doing sujood, you're, you're you know, literally putting your face to the ground in humility to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these, char- these values feed the nafs. Now, what's the opposite of gratitude and humility? Complaining all the time, having an ego issue, right? So, if between salah you had an ego issue, if you were someone who, for example, between salah you had an, you know, you said a negative comment about how hot it's outside, or about how, how much you hate your boss, or about how, how much life is so messed up for you, right? This is all complaining, right? This is not hamd. In Salah, what are you supposed to be reminded of? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. It's supposed to get you back into that mindset which Allah wants you to be molded into. The mindset of hamd and humility. And five times a day, we need to constantly do this. It was how many times, by the way? How many times were we initially supposed to pray? 50 times. But alhamdulillah, due to the Prophet's negotiations with Allah, we got some discount. Yes? 
major discount. And in fact, Musa السلام, told the Prophet السلام, go back and ask for more. Your people can't handle five, it's too much for them. But the Prophet said, no, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's enough, five's enough. Inshallah, my people can do it. Inshallah, they can do 10 minutes for each salah. That's about 10 minutes times five, that's about what? 50 minutes a day, nearly an hour, right? 45 minutes to an hour. They can give 45 minutes to an hour for Allah. It's okay, my people can do it, I know them. The Prophet had hopes in us. But how many of us know Muslims today who don't pray five times a day? Hands up, please. How many of you know Muslims today who don't pray? Yes, see, this is the reality. Okay? So you guys understand this divine programming that's happening? So the seed is splitting open. This is what's happening. Allah is saying, come, get that rain for your heart. Come, grow that plant inside of you. Okay? And split open just like that seed. So that everything in you, in you uh, benefits. And you know, the gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He has summarized the entire Quran for us in Surah Al-Fatiha. And this is the surah that if we read in salah, our salahs get accepted, right? Without Fatiha, does our salah get accepted? No, right? It's mandatory. And so in other words, this, this, all the secrets lie in Fatiha. If we understood Fatiha, we would, inshallah, be able to reap all the benefits of this uh, 